In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Three in One who does give us a break. Dear brothers and sisters in Christ, it's been probably a couple of days since you've made those New Year's resolutions. It's been a little while since maybe you've gotten your report card back from FSU or FAMU or TCC, and maybe you liked what you saw there, but there's plenty of people that you know that didn't like what they saw there and made some resolutions and some decisions about, well, I'm going to change this year. Or maybe you've made some resolutions or decisions about changing this year. Maybe you've decided that you're going to quit some nasty habit. Or maybe you've decided that you are going to come to this place more often. Maybe you decided that you were going to do better in school or do better at your job. Maybe you decided that you were going to spend more time with family. Whatever it is, we all know that those resolutions a lot of the times can get lost in the mix. Even by the time the Lent rolls around, we know that right around that, you know, late February, early March part of the year, a lot of us have lost track of those resolutions. And a lot of us do it every year without even really questioning why that happens. Because we start off really ready to do those things. Really ready to change our lives. Really ready to make those changes really happen for us. But then they sort of get lost in the mix. In our Gospel reading today, we come across the story once again of John the Baptist, this crazy guy who's by the River Jordan and yelling at the top of his lungs to people that they should be baptized, that they should repent and come into the water and have that be an act of repentance for them. And we learn from several different parts of the Bible that John's baptism is not exactly the same as the baptism that many of us have gone through. John's baptism is not a baptism that is in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. John's baptism is a little bit different. In fact, John's baptism is best described by something that Orthodox Jews still to this day do. It's called a mikveh. A mikveh is a ceremonial washing. It's a time to declare that there's a break in your life. And so people go into this process of a mikveh when they're going through an extreme change in their life. Oftentimes, people that are going into chemotherapy treatments, if they're devout Jews, will go into a mikveh, declaring that there is going to be a change in their life. Oftentimes, people that are getting married also go into this mikveh and declare that there is going to be a change in their life. And 
And in fact, if you are a really Orthodox Jew, if you buy any dinnerware that you think that maybe was created by a Gentile, you take your fork or your spoon or your plate and you put it into a mikveh, declaring that it is changing. And what they're doing is they're declaring a break. They're declaring a break from the past. They're saying this is now submerged under. It's now being reborn when I draw it back out. There's a break. The past is now the past. It is no longer the present. And the future is what's here today. That's what a mikveh is all about. And that is what John the Baptist is saying these people should do. But of course there's also one other reason that somebody would go through a mikveh. The, probably the, the most powerful use of a mikveh is that when somebody is converting to Judaism, when somebody is changing their religion, be it from Buddhism or from Islam or whatever, and they say, I want to become a Jew, the last thing that they do is they go into a mikveh and they say, What is past is past. All of that part of my life is now gone and dead to me. All of that part that happened right before I was submerged is gone. It's not with me anymore. It's in the past. There's a break between then and now. And so, it sort of strikes us as interesting, probably, if you're listening along here and you're hearing all of this stuff about a break and change and things like that, that Jesus goes through a mikveh. That Jesus walks up and John says, this is the one that I was talking about. This is the one who will baptize with the Holy Spirit and with fire. His mikveh won't just include water. His mikveh will completely obliterate. It won't be there anymore. Why does Jesus go through this mikveh then? Why does Jesus go through this change. It's a little bit disconcerting because we recognize that Jesus is God and we realize that God is unchanging and so why then would Jesus go through a ritual under John the Baptist that is for a change, for a break, for the forgiveness of sins that we confess that He never had. There's a story that probably helps to get at the root of why Jesus did that. It's a story by a French author and about 
World War One, and it was something that he overheard as a soldier in World War One. If you remember all of the pictures that you have of World War One, that was the trench war. That was the war when everybody dug trenches and they shot at each other from those trenches. And in these trenches there were two young French soldiers that seemed to know each other very well. And the one had received a fatal wound and was lying in the trench dying. And the other one, a man named Dominic, was kneeling over him. And they were talking to one another and Dominic was trying to comfort this man as he was dying there in that trench. And the man, as he was dying in that trench, looked up at Dominic and said, Dominic, I know you. We grew up together. I know who you are. I know what your life is like. I know that you were always the one when we were growing up. You were always the one who was getting into trouble. You were always the one who was getting into trouble at school and at home and at the playground. And that just never stopped for you. It just kept on going into your life, even up to now. I mean, you've been in jail. And you've had so many other problems in your life. And I'm here dying. And what I want you to do is I want you to take my identification... And I want you to put that in your pocket. Just clean out my wallet, clean out everything that I have on me and put it in your pocket. And then take everything that's yours and I want you to put that on me. Because in a few minutes I'm going to die. And I want to give you a new life. In a few minutes when I die, I want you to become Dominic. I want you to be the good one. That's what Jesus is doing here in this mikveh. Jesus is coming into the waters and he's leaving his identification at the bottom of that baptismal pool. He's saying, when you go down into these waters, I want you to leave all of that stuff that keeps you from living the life that you could. I want you to leave that in the pool. And I want, when you come up, I want you to come up with my identity. I want that to be yours. I want you to be me. I want when the Father looks at you, I want Him to see me. Because I can live this sinless life. But you can't. And the way that you are going to get it is by going through this mikvah. And that's what it means to be baptized. But yet all too often, we try to reach in to the waters and pull out that old identity. We try to reach in and say, well, this is really who I am. This is really 
who I was meant to be. And Jesus says, no. You need a break from that. Because isn't it hard if you've got a New Year's resolution? Isn't it hard to go back to the way that the rest of your life was like? Isn't it hard when you decide, well, I'm going to do this New Year's resolution and you're on vacation and you say, I think I can do this, I think I can accomplish this, and you get back to work for a week or you get back to school for a week and it all flies out the window. The problem there isn't that you didn't want it badly enough. And oftentimes the problem isn't even that you weren't working hard enough on it, it's that you just couldn't let go of the old stuff, of the old you. And this morning, in forgiveness, as you remember your baptism, as you come to this table and you take Jesus' body and blood, it's just one more time where He's telling you, I'm giving my identity to you. If you let go of the past, if you let go of the sins and the guilt and all of that that comes with it, you'll live my life. And you won't ever do it completely until He returns. But there will be a break. And there's a break this morning. Where if you lay down your past, your old identity, and you pick His up, where you see the joy of what He did for you, when He traded His life for yours on the cross, and gave you an everlasting life. Amen.